I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. And welcome. Live and direct, ladies and gentlemen. Yours live truly, Cypher Sounds. Live and direct. Very famous in New York. I'm in Austin, Texas right now. Good evening. And good evening. I am Peter Rosenberg. I'm very famous worldwide. Oh. Yeah. No, really only in New York also. And I am, um, and I wouldn't even say very because I'm honest. Uh-huh. I'm like middling famous No, in New I like York. to lie. Yeah, no, I know what the bit is. Um, and I am in New York on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Right. Good it's, for you. Supposed to be rainy today, and we we like we set out in our original episode that you probably haven't heard. <laughs> we we said we wanted to do Saturdays for recording, and uh-huh. I will tell you so far this is the second time we've done it. I love the feeling and energy of I the Saturday it. record. I love it. This is it. I'm we up early. Always been on I'm up early anyway. I'm up early anyway. Let's go. Let's go, Let's man. One up is dead. You hear me? One up is dead. Now, next week, by the way, Seth, I'm looking at my calendar here before we get into today's show. When do I get into Tampa? Oh, Tampa, the, the most strip clubs per capita in America. I get in at 144. Mm-hmm. So by, could you do like 3 o'clock from our respective hotels? So we're doing the scheduling of WANEP on WANEP? Yes, on WANEP. That's right. That is the, the high quality of entertainment you get from us rebooting a dead podcast. Scheduling the next podcast. Yeah, we will schedule the podcast on the podcast. Um, so I'm in Texas. You'll be what is what time do you say? One forty. No, no, hold on, hold on. If we're gonna, if we're gonna, you know, if you want to complain about it, here. If we're gonna do scheduling and mm-hmm. have people get, think it's a whack podcast, let's give it one app and let's schedule. But let's do it over artifacts, wrong side of the tracks. Okay. Why? So because then it's one app. Okay. Is this instrumental? Is this instrumental? No, it's the vocal version. But this way, if we schedule over it, it at least has a one app feel. But let's let's let um them go first. Oh, love this beat. Tame one. The bad one, ink flow master, bastard with the magnum. I tags up quick and then I steps to the X 
Oh, so good. Um, so listen, I'm I, I I'm doing a a, a sideshow in Texas and Dallas on that Saturday. Some people describe your whole life as a sideshow. <laughs> so I gotta figure out how to get. I, I gotta do if you're doing two o'clock. I gotta do one o'clock. And no, it'll be more like two thirty. I'm two thirty. So one thirty for me. I gotta. I gotta figure out. I gotta either get. I gotta get to Dallas early. Wait, wait, wait. What? How far is that? Three hours. Three hours. Do you have a hotel? Are you staying there? Yeah. Oh, you're gonna stay there. I'm. Yeah, we're doing two shows that night. Me, Michelle Wolf, and Mo Ammer. Oh, nice. That's your squad. That's my squad. I got a good squad, man. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so you 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 open you open that Michelle closes and Mo Ammer is the the sandwich right he's right in the middle. No, I think I think this one Mo will close because it's it's being put together by Mo Ammer's manager. So I'm sure they worked it out where Mo is closing. I like the I like your transparency about how the business works. Uh, how, this is how it works, baby. Uh, yeah, I'm DJing and hosting. Um, but you know what's weird, and this is not what we're here here to talk about, but. People out there, when someone hosts a comedy show, go ahead. They are also a comedian, right? And I don't like it when you. I can't say that. I'll say fuckheads. Surprised. I don't like when you fuckheads say, "Hey, do you do comedy too?" I just made you laugh. Matter of fact, I made you laugh three, four different segments of the show. You think I'm not also doing comedy? Oh, they don't recognize. They don't think of the host as a comedian. They go, hey, you should do a set too. Bitch, I just did my whole set broken up into five different pieces. So you saw a whole set if I was on stage doing, you know, a half hour Uh, or whatever. You know what? Uh, You know what? And you gave me a lot of gems this week. I'm going to give you a gem. Okay. You're taking what they're saying wrong. Okay, go on. They're just saying they want more of you. They're just saying, I wish I could have seen a whole set of yours because it didn't feel like I got a whole set. Felt like I just got little bits of it. Snippets. In your in your mind, your ego, it wants to be equal, which we all do. No one wants to be like, I'm the opener. You're the, we all want right. to be equal. So you're going, come on, I put my whole set together. It was just broken up. It's not their job to understand that. Okay. It's their job to sit there. So they sat there and laughed, and they thought, that that slightly obese Puerto Rican guy, I want to hear him more. Oh, you me. You should do a full set. That's why I met you. Right. And and you're like, you took it almost as a slight. It's the opposite. They were saying you should have been on as one of the comedians. They were bigging you up. Do you see what I'm saying? I uh, I, I I see your angle. I see your is angle. Is that wrong? Or is that right? No, you're, you're, you're making sense. It's just... You're right. It's an ego thing because I want to be. You, I'm. They don't say you're a comedian. They think host is something different. But a comedian is the host. But I see what you're saying. Thank you. Thank you for every person that ever said that to me. My favorite. My favorite is when they, this is my favorite one though. When they kind of sneak tell me on the low, hey, shh, come here, come here. Hey, uh, you were my favorite one of the show tonight. Bitch, I'm on a show with Dave Chappelle. You're lying. You're fucking lying. But what it means is when you host a show, if you do it correctly, you build that bond with the audience and they see you more than once. 
So they develop a relationship with you. So instead of saying, you were my favorite one, just show me a titty or something. Okay. Um, I was going to say this, though. And real quick, <laughs> before we continue on, because we always end up rolling into just yeah, we nothingness. Gotta, yes, yes, yes. A couple of things. Number one, Mano's coming on the show later. Thank you. He's going to talk about uh, what's going on in hip-hop. We're actually going to talk about a somewhat real subject because literally, hold on. Oh, Saif, you're going to love this. Ready? Oh. Things are so crazy for rappers right now. There's so many rappers yeah. under attack. So we wanted to bring Mano on. He has a song kind of about it. Yeah. And uh, he's a friend of ours, so we wanted to have him on. Well, so it's coming up later. Yeah, I thought you were going to, like, if your fans follow me at Cypher Sounds. My fans follow my boy Rosenberg Radio Everybody follow Juan Epp is dead. And if you want to follow Billy June 88 or whatever the fuck his Instagram is. Um, would, but honestly, why would they want to follow? Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, the rap game right now, man, I can't tell you how much I'm happy I'm not in it. It's It looks fucking crazy from where I'm standing. So, yeah, we'll talk about that with Mano when he comes on. There's a it's Billy June sent us a list earlier, literally a list of the rappers who have been, and this is just rappers who have been killed that he sent because others, you know, Benny's been shot. Yeah. Fortunately, he's okay. Boosie, uh, Boosie was, was shot. shot yeah. Fortunately, he's okay. But on this list, and by the way, and good job, Billy June, but sadly, this is not the whole list. Was Nipsey on that list? Like, no, Nipsey's not on it. There's there's way more, but these are really recent, last year and change. Yeah. Pop Smoke, Mac P Dog. Huey. Mac, Mac P Dogs from um Shoreline Mafia. Yeah. Okay. Um Mario, FBG Duck, King Von, Mo3, Blue Benji Kobe, um, who I think was he was signed to Cinematic. I think my brother, my brother just had done the deal for him with Hovane. That deal had just just gotten done. So these rappers are Literally, like they're just some of them are bigger, like Pop Smoke, or, or they're really going crazy when they get killed, or Nipsey, and then some are literally. But brand even new. like, yeah, but like Nipsey was killed, shot in his in a in a parking lot. Um, what's that other kid from Florida? The X X X X X X X Tentacion. Yeah, this doesn't even count the drug ones. In terms of oh, just artists dying oh, overall, I didn't even think of that, man. Juice World, Mac Miller. You know, it's, I know, and then the, when you, the I mean, fact it, that Mac is even there, it's crazy. Yeah. Ugh. And I just, say, I just say that in regards to, like, our personal relationship so, and how wonderful he was on this show. So because of the title, Wanab is Dead, we're now just talking about dead rappers? No. So anyways, we'll get to the dead rapper stuff later with Mano. It is super depressing, but it's important, and it is the kind of thing that, like, is, you know, us. But another thing I've been meaning to talk to you about, which is very much us also, Mm-hmm. And a little bit lighter. Have you um, noticed that Pete Rock has become a Twitter psychopath? No, I don't go on Twitter whatsoever. So what's happening there? By the way, congratulations. You win. (laughs) Because by not going on, your life is I never go on Twitter. The only reason why I went on Twitter recently one time is because I met Andrew Yang with Dave Chappelle, 
and Andrew, I and I told Andrew Yang I would do whatever he needed if he ever needed a DJ, if he needed a host, whatever he needs. And he goes, "Okay, I'll I'll send you a message on Twitter." And I was like, "Twitter? Oh fuck, I got to dig that up." <laughs> and and did he did he ever send you a message? Yeah. And did you ever do anything for him? Not yet. He's a great guy. He's super cool. Uh let's be honest. let's you're using the word cool loosely. Uh-huh. He's great though. Okay, not high school cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, adult fucking dork cool. Yeah, dork cool. Yeah, that's but what's lo- cool love- like when you're older. I dork know. cools I mean, are cool. Yeah. yeah, being like a confident dork, is that's where it's at. Well, what's so happening Pete with Rock, Rock? Yo, his Twitter game, he's, be- he's basically a COVID denier. Really? He wrote, here's one, where's the vaccine for AIDS, HIV? Where's the vaccine for cancer, diabetes, SMH? Uh-huh, okay. Does that, how does that sound? Uh, he's got a point. He's got a vaccine point. Vaccine shit is real stupid. He what? How you what giving a vaccine, how you giving a vaccine to people who aren't sick? Okay. Syringe uh, emoji. Yeah, okay, that's, he doesn't, okay, I don't want to, I don't know what's happening. I don't want to knock the guy. I love him to death. I love him to death that's too. That's not what this, a this vaccine. Is. That's not what a vaccine is. Vaccine is not the cure. cure. Yeah. He doesn't know what vaccine means. He doesn't know the difference. Yo, he might be trolling because Billy June sent us a tweet. I didn't see this one. Billy June, he really said this. Yeah. While we add it, birth control is stupid. Why are we giving birth control to women who ain't pregnant? No, he that, didn't say that. Trolling. Those are replies. Oh, got it. Okay. Oh, Twitter is going off on him and making fun of him and responding. Yeah, and that's yeah, some yeah. of the responses. Billy June, do me a favor. Do me, do me a favor. Never send me fucking Twitter responses. Nothing gets me madder. And I don't, I'm not mad at you for doing it. It makes sense that you did. But nothing makes me madder that when these days there are news articles about a subject yeah. and they go, and Twitter responded. Yeah. And here are some tweets from anonymous <laughs> fucking strangers. Like, you give a fuck go give with a this fuck. random. You don't know who they are. You don't know how many followers they have. You don't know if they have any import at all. <laughs> and the writer cuts and pastes a quote from Twitter and includes it in an article about a real thing. Can you believe what Twitter had to say? I just want the crazy shit that Pete had to yeah, say. Yeah, we got the responses. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Like, it, people do that all the time. All the time. So, yeah, I don't know when Pete became this. We might have to get him on the show and ask because yeah. we love him. Well, he's a, well, he's, he, he's, is he an uh, anti-masker? I think he's been an anti-masker at times. I think he's been, he has just been, he, let me put it this way. Pete Rock has gotten Pete Rock on social media has earned that dreaded word you don't want to hear in 2020. What is it? On social media, Uh-oh. Pete Rock is, Uh-oh. wait for it, problematic. Oh no. Is he? Pete is problematic really? on a lot of subjects. On a lot of subjects. Yeah, a lot of subjects that let me put it this way. His some of the opinions he has about social issues are not the adore, let them all hang out, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I, oh, we don't have to keep doing this over and over. I don't care what, how rappers feel. I don't. It doesn't affect me. It's cool to 
read through it and get a little laugh, but it doesn't have, like I don't believe in this. I don't care what you think about politics or government or fucking vaccines, yo. I'm not listening right, to well, you. I'm not you. listening to you right, for right. information. You know what? And and by the way, so I'm glad you said that because last Sunday I started my week with my my Sunday with this and I realized this may be the best Sunday morning rap song of all time. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold up. There are a lot of amazing Sunday rap songs. A lot. I, I just said may. I didn't say it is. Okay. Okay. But if you and I go to work together and put together our favorite, we should do it. A one up is dead playlist. Yeah. Sunday morning hip hop. Tell me where this goes. Add a little sugar. Yeah, the street authors that are now A&R's in the cheap office. Rappers that never got signed, but they keep offers. Girls, it's way too fine for us to Yo, keep offers. I'm so offers. grateful for this song happening. Shake only for my man's sake. She in a birthday suit because of the damn Let's get to the part. Come on. crumbs all over the damn place. And she want me to come all over a damn face. Oh. I never understood well, Planned Parenthood because I never met nobody planned to be a parent in the hood. Mm. It was so random when that song came about, mm. too. That is, a, that is a Sunday vibe. Right? Is that not a Sunday morning vibe? That's a Sunday morning vibe. Pete Rock, Hove, and Jane. And you remember, you probably remember, because I've told you about this story a thousand times, that the first time I met Jay-Z when I was a board op, God, at this point I wonder if the Juan Epheads who are listening are just like Rosenberg. We, we know this verbatim. But <laughs> when I interviewed him at WP... You not know I DJed for Little Kim before. What? Well, since when? <laughs> so we were, uh, see, I was running the board for PGC and Tigger was gone and, and Hove came in to do the interview. He wasn't Hove, by the way. He was Jay-Z. Jay-Z. And he was sitting there and I just ran the board with Jay-Z in the room. And I, I, I was like, hey, who are your favorite producers? And he was like, nah, who are your favorite producers? And I was like, um... Which, by the way, it's such a telling thing about him as a person that that's what he was like even back yeah. then. It's like 99, 99 2000. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, Pete Rock. He was like, oh, Pete Rock's awesome. I was like, why don't you ever do a song with Pete Rock? He was like, yeah, I don't know. You know, it was talked about before, but it just never happened. And then it still never happened. That's in 99, 2000. Never happened all the way up until yeah. the joy. And what year was and that? It came out of nowhere. 2015? 10? 2010? Something like that. Watch the Thrones 10 years old. Yeah, it's 2010. Wow. Wow. Jesus Christ. And he says on the record, Pete Rock, let the needle drop. Yo, it's just like, it's such a great random thing to have happened. Yeah, I love how, I love how hip hop hove is. Oh, me too. It's his, it's the best quality. Yeah, like. People are probably like, shut up. Enough about hove. You know what? Is there any, is there any way we could do something in depth about hove? (laughs) 
Maybe we could hire a producer who <laughs> could not understand our vibe as humans any less, right? Force us into a box with this person and and, and make us squeeze okay. out something right. that while it's pretty good, it, it was so challenging to do because no one understood how to operate together at all. No, we, we it's our fault. It's our fault. It's our fault. We we uh, got tired of doing the entire one up process by ourselves and enlisted some help and realizing no one even understood one up. And and the result was what you heard with the J podcast. Now, by the way, there were episodes. I know you probably never listened. There were some episodes that were good. I'm sure it was all good. I'm just it was like it was pretty good. But it wasn't what we we wanted. did some interviews like the Clark Kent interview was so. Oh, my God. Do we have those? You didn't you ask for everything? It's you. I probably didn't have. Them. We did that. The Clark Kent interview was so classic. One up. Yep. And scratch. And DJ scratch. Classic one up. The stuff that we never heard before where we were like, hey. For these episodes, let's just let these rock and the amount of arguments we got and uh, the frustration and and maybe it's us. Maybe maybe it's not just us. And I don't, I don't say that just to say maybe it's us like we make bad decisions. Maybe we're just like obnoxious and people hate us. We're, 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 we're not understood because we're not obnoxious people. I, I'll say that for sure. We're misunderstood. You're, by, by the way, though, you are intimidating and you are annoying. Yes. Wow, that's really yeah. accurate. You are intimidated, intimidating, and I am but annoying. But you wouldn't say I'm intimidating to you now. No. You know, if I was brand new, you don't. You don't. Uh, you know, I, Michael K has a term to describe how Cypher operates. Okay. You don't suffer fools. Oh, <laughs> I just found my Dude. tattoo, guys. You Cypher sounds does not. Suffer, yo, bro. Fools. If you're in a room with me and you say some stupid shit, you can physically see my face. Yes, though. he did. I can't believe I've never said that before. Yo. That is it. Yo, I don't you suffer. Do fools. not suffer. Fools. Yo, I'm, so I'm out. I'm, do, I don't have. There's not enough time in life. Our producer, who was a talented person, and for sure, thing, very talented, would say things, and I and my face is like. I can't deal with this. This is a waste of time. We just recorded the Illis Clark Kent interview about Hove, which could have been the whole series, you know what I mean, by itself. And then it was like, but Saif, we need to get a question about how he met Beyonce. <laughs> and Saif's face would, like, he'd be like, I don't care about Beyonce in the context yep. of this podcast. Not what we were talking about. And they were like, somebody who's trying to make one up mainstream. Yes, thank you. That was the job you were told you were supposed to do. So I guess tying in Beyonce right. to the... Made sense. Uh, it makes perfect sense. Not in the one up world. We, we try to combine two different things. In the Cypher Sounds and Rosenberg world, it might have made more sense. If Cypher well, Sounds and Rosenberg... Dead and gone. Huh? I said that world's dead and gone. No, but here's the thing: when Wanep is dead, fails, we're all gonna we're gonna start a new podcast called Cypher Sound and Rosenberg is dead. Is dead. <laughs> but yeah, we no, he can't. 
The classic story that we always tell is when we had Kanye for the short amount of time, Kim Kardashian was in the room with us. We didn't look at that bitch. We had no disrespect (laughs) in a hip hop uh, colloquialism type of way. We didn't look at that woman. I had no questions for her. I wanted to know what uh, uh, Oli Watt, what is it again? Uh, The Oli Watt Watt was. I didn't care. hit you with the old Watt. Yeah, I didn't care about Kim Kardashian as, as in a one up hip hop sense. She was a very nice person. I was happy to very. meet. It's always cool to meet a celebrity. She was. I I actually did end up sleeping with her. Perfect. Mention that. Perfect. Right, but we didn't talk about it in the it's interview. Not about that. No. If Beyonce came to an interview with Jay Z, I'd be like Beyonce. I'm a huge fan of of what you've done. You're amazing. You can sit over here and keep. Quiet. Well, that would be. I don't think. I don't know if that would. I wouldn't say it like that, but you know what I'm saying. No. You would say, "Hey, make yourself at home. Yes. We hope you enjoy our conversation with Jay Z." Yes. <laughs> that's what because that's what this is for in a hip hop con. Now, if we had signed up for a podcast about Beyonce, that would have to be a separate branded thing altogether. Not one ep. Fascinating. She's one of the greatest and biggest superstars of all time. But it's not. You one know what's so funny? So anyways, it's funny you say that. You tried. I would love to get. A one-up style interview with Beyonce. Ooh, that would be because like, there's never been one. No, like the that, the one-up Jay Z episode where he was uh, talking about his book. That you know how ill that interview is. If we could ask those type of questions with Beyonce and and ask her what hip hop she grew up listening to in Houston, I bet you that would be a fire interview. I've never heard Beyonce talk about any of that stuff. It would be gigantic, but the thing is, part of my criticism sometimes of Beyonce is she sculpts the narrative on herself 100%. It's never going to happen. But to get her guard down, talking dope shit would... Oh, no. If she opened herself up to things like that, it would go great. But my point is, that's the thing about Beyonce. Yeah, it's too. F- when she does documentaries, they're produced by Beyonce. Yeah. Everything is sort of part Everything. of her machine. Everything. To me, it makes it uninteresting. I would make Everything. the argument that even Michael, even Michael, who was much, he was even less accessible in some ways than Beyonce. But every few years, he did full on sit downs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where he just sat and was like, yeah, all yeah. right, Oprah, go. All right, um, what was the guy's name? Brashear. Follow me for three days. Yeah. That's where we found out how big of a lunatic Michael you was know, because he let dude follow him around. And then he had a sit down with him. You know what they never... And by the way, that and that stuff happened real quick. He only became... Michael only became that elusive later. Right. Like he'd already had a whole run of being a young artist where he did press yeah. and he did... Nor- Beyonce basically, once she became Beyonce, yeah. press was over. Yeah, why, why risk it? But you know they say when Michael had that sit down, um, I think it was like in a studio or something. Remember it was like, mm-hmm. and he had to sit when it was. They talked for hours and they didn't realize this. And then when he stood up and got out of the chair, there was a young boy under. There was a young boy. All right, we gotta let's bring in Mano because that was just inappropriate and you can't do it in 2020. One up's can't. One up is dead for real. One up is dead is dead. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's let's bring in Mano, shall we? Billy June, where's Mano? Coming in right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> Mano! Mano! Good morning, my guys. What's happening? Mano, no one, no one told you you should have... I love this. 
I've been to your house where you are right now. You have a full microphone set up, yet you don't want to use a microphone to talk to us. No, yeah, because it's too much. I gotta set it up and all that. I got like four mics back there. Yep. Yeah, he's in. Mayno is literally sitting in where he does his podcast. Yeah. Where there's microphones and headphones and recording oh. devices, and he's yeah. talking to us on his. I'm assuming an iPhone. Yeah. That is. Can correct. you hear me clearly? Yeah, we hear you pretty good though. It's doable. Nobody gives a shit about us, Rosenberg. No. You want, you want yo, Rosenberg? You want me to get my my laptop and my my headphones? No, I would never <laughs> expect <laughs> that of you. I want. And by the way, he sat there waiting for us like a gentleman. He's just jumping on yeah. with us. I'm not gonna make him do work. And the re- <laughs> the reason we're doing this is, uh, well, a since we're back, we have to talk to Mano because we love him and he's a friend of the show. And also, Mano has an album, Die a Legend, that's out right now. Yep, indeed. And I, Saif sent me a song yesterday. Um, that was how I heard it. That I can't, I, I can't, per, I can't say the name of it. Mm-hmm. Mano, you can say it. Young niggas. And mm-hmm. this song mm-hmm. struck me, and I want to play a little piece of it. Saif, what do you think? Oh, that, that's what we're here for. All right, here we go. Let's play a piece of the song with that title by, by, by Mano. That title. <laughs> Music was supposed to be a way out. Music was supposed to be a way out for us. That was giving us some type of lifestyle or a way out for us to try to do better. You understand what I'm saying? Like, this is really music. Being a rapper, being in the music business, become more dangerous. This shit that we escaped. I just said a prayer for my young niggas. I'm starting to fear for these young niggas. Ain't nothing fair to a young nigga. Just know I'm here for my young niggas. Gave him all that time, he's a young nigga. Died before his time, just a young nigga. I can never judge him, he's my young nigga. And I know just how it feels to be a young nigga. We was on them corners with them packs dealing. Fuck school, make a million off a crack selling. A life full of riches, that's what we was thinking. We was headed for destruction, but couldn't see it. Ghetto boys, black males feeling trapped. We struggle with our father figures, so we got attached to the street life. No shortcuts, trying to cheat life. What you saw is what you read, right? Wish I would have known before I knew they had a cell waiting for us. A shot away from death, they had a grave waiting for us. The shit we thought we got away, they made us pay for it. All that karma coming back, wait for it. Hey, I just said a prayer for my street niggas. But my fear is I'm not able to reach niggas. I just hope that they feel me when I speak, nigga. And this is pain, homie, I ain't trying to preach, nigga. Who am not a judge? I got ops too. And it's true, if I have to, I'ma slide too. Yeah, I get it, boy, I understand that life for you. But just know, I'm the nigga that's gonna ride for you. I just said a prayer for my young niggas. I'm starting to fear for these young niggas. So, my question that's rough. My question I have for you, Mano, and you can get that song on Die a Legend, which is out right now, is which which shooting or murder of a young artist was it that inspired you to do this? Because I have never in all my years following this game seen this level of consistent violence towards young artists. Hmm. I like the way you put that. Um, consistent violence against artists. Um, it's it's. I'm I'm just like you. I'm watching the game just like you. I'm watching what's happening, and I feel like we've never been in this place. Um, if I can't actually sit here and tell you that I'm not affected, I think that we all are. And as an artist, and as a person that came from the street, 
um, being able to navigate myself away from the street, um, having an opportunity to change my life and having an opportunity to look back on some of my on my past behavior and some of the things I've been involved with is just sad. It's, it's, it's sad. So I can't say um, exactly which one. I think it's, it is the fact that it's been consistent. Pop Smoke, uh, death personally bothered me. We had um, we had just met up in, um, in L.A. And then when I got to uh, New York, we met up. Um, well, he sent me a song to do. I did the song. Um, and then I went to his album release party. He died maybe, I think, two weeks later after that. Mm-hmm. That really touched me. Um, I went to his funeral. It was in bed style and it, and it really touched me. And and, and just to see the, the back-to-back shootings and killings of, of, of a lot of these young artists, and not just artists, just a lot of the young black black men just not being able to live to their full potential. It just it just touched me. Yeah, I um I, I, I I'm not gonna lie, this is not where I wanted to go. I I feel a little teary eyed listening to that. I listened to it yesterday when you dropped it, and then I'm listening to it right now with you on the on the call with us, on the podcast with us. I feel a little teary-eyed, man, because I'm not a hundred percent in the rap game anymore like I was before, and it's I, I I see the headlines and I see the stories of of these young artists getting killed, and I kind of remove myself from it because I don't want to deal with it. Um, and then we were, we decided that we want to talk about it today, especially because of the the video you dropped yesterday, and so so Billy June sent me a list. Of all these rappers that have been killed, bro, it's heartbreaking, man. It's it's, it's heartbreaking. They're like, you know, and then like it's so weird because I was with Pop Smoke. I met him in London for the first time in February. I was in London with Dave Chappelle for a whole month. And and we went to the club. I'd have no idea Pop Smoke was gonna be there. Pop Smoke and um uh the other guy from Harlem. I got hoes Mobama. And they Shit, did a little buddy. show in the in the in the club in London. And I met. I walked up to Pop. I said, "I'm gonna go say what's up to him." I never met him, and all the kids around him knew who I was, and that made me feel good. Like, yo, I was like, "Hey, I'm Cipher," and they were like, "Yo, don't do that, OG." Like, nigga, like, what you mean, you Cipher? We know who you is. And then I met him. So cool. Literally, like two or three days later, he got killed. You know what I'm saying? And then, um. Uh, the, um, who's the other one that recently? Oh, uh, not got killed, but Benny the Butcher got shot. I brought him and Westside Gun to Dave Chappelle. Maybe Dave Chappelle is the fucking problem here. <laughs> I brought Westside Gun and Dave Chappelle to to Dave's show in Atlanta as he was getting ready for SNL, and that's the first time I met Benny. And then he gets shot. Thank God he didn't die, but. What it was different? What's going on nowadays? That's so different than before. Because well, is it a matter? We, do you think, Mano, it's a matter of just like is this a, is this a direct result of COVID and people not having and communities being more without than usual? I don't. I don't think it's that. Um, I think I don't. I don't. I don't know if that's a, a factor. I feel like. Um, a lot of times as, as young artists, we make ourselves accessible to, to some of the lifestyle that we came from. Um, I'm not sure if it's a result of, of what's been going on with the nation as far as the COVID or whatever, but I just feel like it's nothing special about being an artist no more, about being a rapper. 
Like mm. it's, 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 it used to be a time when, you know, being a rapper meant something. It felt like something. And it just feels like it's just being a rapper just been so trivialized. Like, you know, and then from a police perspective, law enforcement probably look at being a street nigga and a rapper is the same thing. And they've been showing us that the way that they've been running around, standing on top of people's heads with these indictments, that that there is there's a correlation between um, um, young street nigga and rapper that 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 you've you, there's really no difference you may have talent but you really represent some of the stuff that we're trying to get rid of and as yeah. as as your other young black males like a lot of these artists already coming into the game with a lot of uh enemies a lot of a lot of back and forth bickering and then you know and even in pop smoke case who, who which i felt like was just some crazy shit like yeah you know you you got other young kids that's, that's jealous that want stuff like it's always been dangerous for artists, always. But now it's just. It's Does the social make it work? Right? Does the social make it worse of the being able to show off and people choosing to show what they have so much? I think it makes you more accessible. The social media, the the the, the wanting and the needing to show everything. Um, I'm not going to put all the blame on social media, but I feel like it 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 helps ignite some of the the fire, uh, the back and forth. The the, the 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 making it easier for people to to have to take a look at your life and to maybe envy you or maybe look and see that they they want to get a piece of what you got or, or you know or even if we enemies see I come to the game I came when I came in the game I had a lot of um, uh, 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 unresolved issues in the street but it wasn't mm -hmm. no social media you understand what I'm saying it was yeah. like you know we was moving a little bit different moving a little bit different. How do you, so I guess the question is, when you start to blow up, do you right away start feeling that pressure of like you're hearing shit and that there are people potentially interested in getting at you? And how did you, was the, you were, you were gone for a long time. So was it mm -hmm. being gone for so long that kind of separated you from it? Or the second you got out of jail and the, and high hater, and all the no. above blew up. Did you feel the pressure again? Nah, because it was a while before. Like when I got out of jail, it was it was a it was a couple of years before High Hate and all the above came. So, I I went directly back to the street. So a lot of the stuff that I was involved with in the street, um, you know, I had you know, on certain issues that was still happening. Like I had, you know, created certain issues for myself that were fresh after I came out of out in prison, but. Like I said, you know, um, you, you, you have to know how to move. And it wasn't social media back then. So it wasn't, it, it wasn't as accessible. It wasn't as, as easy. You know, only way people uh, could, could see you was if you was at a certain place, you know? Yeah. But I, I mean, I don't know if I'm just old now. And it seems like there's a lot more than before. But mind you, listen. Way more. Way more, right? And, like, I've been in shootouts, and I've been on tour with Little Kim. I've been on the road with other rappers. Like, I've been, and I, even just being in nightclub, not, I'm not saying. Wait, Saif, you went on tour with Little Kim? When I say, shut huh. up. When I say I've been in shootouts, I mean, I've been around people shooting. Never was I busting back. back. Never was, <laughs> never was I on the other end. Oh, bah, bah, nah. But it's, here's the thing, though. 
Where we come from, not Rosenberg. Rosenberg, you're not going to understand this. All right, hold on. Where we come camera. from, why is it? No, no, no. Don't mute yourself. Come uh, back, buddy. All right, sorry. Uh, I'm back. Why is it we can laugh about being shot at? Why is it like the? Why is it funny to tell these stories of almost getting killed? Trauma, true trauma, trauma. And bro, I had a couple of times where I've been around shots. I don't think anyone was ever shooting at me. And I love telling the story of like being being with little Kim. We had to run out of the club. The van we were in, the window got shot out, and and I was ducking down in the van, and I could have been killed over trying to make my lousy $300 for that show. But we laugh about it, and I don't know if it's gotten out of control where, like, people are trying to, like, show how tough they are or 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 the social media aspect where I could find you much easier because you put your fucking location in the Instagram posts. Also, it it's, feels a little bit like sometimes the poet, and I, again, I am not trying to blame, put all of this on social media, nor am I trying to victim blame by blaming the rappers who are showing off. No. However, when you just post stacks of money and jewelry. Or to your ear. or you, Exactly. Mm -hmm. And you're showing it to the people who follow you, many of which have nothing. I've heard forever in this game about the wolves that are out there. And the wolves are going to eat, et cetera, et cetera. All the terminology I've heard over the years. When you go on social and you post that, Mano, aren't you sort of just like hanging beef in front of hungry dogs and being like, ha, 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 I got lots of delicious beef here. You know, the, 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 um, the fact that we, we normalize um, the trauma, right? You know, getting shot at, almost getting killed. You know, those become, those become uh, badges of honor in the hood. And that's been like that for years, though. Fact, that's yeah. been like that since before... Uh, on social media before and any we, of us yeah way before us like you know long time ago you know it to, to escape some of these these situations these these trials and to come out and still be able to talk about it that's always been um for us in our in our communities as a as a, a badge of honor um i don't put all the blame on social media like i said but it, it makes things it it, it it brings things to a to a to a centralized place you know and there is a beef culture between a lot of these artists like you know um a lot of these artists they get they they we we hear about them because of the back and forth that they got going right. on right that's right. how they get their numbers up that's how they yeah. get linked this is the culture yeah and they don't want to leave that alone because that's what's getting their numbers which driving the traffic to their pages and then we right. hear about them and that's right. you know they, they 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 have a record you know what i'm saying you know um a lot of them and i and i love and i love all, i love all of them I, I i love all of them coming from brooklyn in new york like so it's not even about um you know judging them because i get it we all come from you know a place where some of the things that we did wasn't always right in our uh uh, uh um our, our best journey but it, it was like we did it because we felt this was this was the, the only choice that we had Correct. I just want, so here's the thing that, my last question on this. If you are an artist who comes up, maybe the beef exists because it was part of getting you hot. But like, for example, the other day I was struck by, there was a picture that went around of Lil Baby. And Lil Baby, you could clearly see, uh, allegedly, because of the pictures, you could see he had right. a gun in his sweatshirt, right? And he's like meeting people 
shaking hands right. with celebrities and has a That's gun right. on him. That's right. And Lil Baby's a really smart artist, right? His music is deep. He's an incredible. He's an artist. He's a real artist. Right. He's an um, artist. He's not just a street dude who's making music. He's an artist. Right. But if you've gotten to a point now where the people you're you're so closely related to things you still have family that's in certain neighborhoods and they're close to certain people so basically you have all these connections still to um potential drama to the point that as rich as he is and as successful as he is he has to walk around with a gun on his person is is there a way to remove yourself from that? Like, how do you even extricate yourself from that? Um, that's crazy because you start to feel like you damn if you do, damn if you don't. Mm -hmm. Um, being prepared is something that we always, because of the nature of of and the climate that we living in, I could feel that. I relate to that wholeheartedly. We got to be ready. You know, um, because especially if we moving around in different cities and we moving around in unfamiliar places with unfamiliar faces, like we don't know who's who, we don't know everybody's intention. We already at a disadvantage when more people know who we are than, than we know who they are. So every room True. you walk in, that's you a know, good point. Know who you are, so you you always at a disadvantage, and and, and every every person doesn't have the, the 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 proper intentions, or every person doesn't have the truest in his heart like he doesn't have the, the, the intentions of of meaning you well and and it's it's just there's always a negative uh atmosphere no matter where you go i'm, I'm not saying that every place you go is going to be negative but there's a chance for it to be and being prepared sad to say but it is what it is and sometimes you got to take them chances you, Mano, you, I've known you for a long time, man. I consider Mano a brother. Um, the, sorry, Rosenberg, the way black people say it. Right, I got it. Um, I, can, I follow at this point. I'm 40 now. So okay. <laughs> you, I've seen you squash multiple beefs mm -hmm. uh, with yourself, with other people. I've also seen you be in, in tense situations and calm people down and make everybody happy again and lovey, lovey. Where did you get that skill set from? Where did you get that talent Ooh, from? Good question. Because I've seen oh, other yeah. rappers where there's some tension brewing and they throw gasoline on the fire. Right. Mano is like, nah, let's bring this down. We all here to have fun. I also right. seen Mano allegedly punch people in the face, but we're allegedly. not getting into that. Allegedly. Allegedly. It's just about, it's just about let's make it make sense, right? So what's what's the real true narrative of of our struggle as being young street men, right? Mm -hmm. The real true the real tr true narrative is music and the opportunity to do music was always looked at as a way out, right? Correct. So it, it, it it's kind of productive for us to get this opportunity and then become felons and then get killed, then right. get, then go to jail. Like so, for me, it's like after a while. I have to I have to rationalize and, and make and look at look at it from from the from a real perspective. Let's look look around, bro. Like look what we escape. Look what we escape. Yeah. Look what we escape. That alone should be enough initiative and motivation for us to turn some of the shit down because we have the opportunity to live. See, let me tell you something. I never cared about living until I got an opportunity to live. 
Mm. Living wasn't important to me when I didn't have nothing to look forward to. Right. Like, when 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 you feel hopeless and you feel like, man, it's whatever. You feel that way based on your your circumstances. But if you were given the opportunity to see more and do more, then you start to appreciate mm. the life that you have, and you start to appreciate just being here. An opportunity every day. We got another day, another shot at being great, bro. Every day, every day, every it's day. never over. As every long day. as we free, as long as we free, as long as we alive, as long as we ain't, we 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 healthy, we got a shot at something. But when you don't, when you don't have that hope. And you you feel a a, a a sense of despair, and you yeah. feel hopeless. You don't you don't you don't feel that way. So of course, when I'm when I when I see things that can be turned down, yo, look, nah, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Yo, listen, years ago, I I brought, I I, I did a video in my neighborhood in in Brooklyn. I brought I brought Chameleon there. Remember Chameleon there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Years ago, I brought Chameleon there to Fort Greene, Brooklyn. Years ago, this was years ago. I, I didn't have how long was it? Years ago? It was, how was it? It was years ago. I'm feeling this was years ago, bro. <laughs> years ago, just years I ago. It's probably I, I say probably around years ago. Probably around years ago, right? Because I didn't have no hit yet. I didn't have no hated none of that. Oh wow! I, was, I wasn't even I wasn't even signed on Atlantic. Then I was signed to Universal. See, my first deal was. I was signing Universal. Remember Rumors? My, I, I got hot off with Rumors. Uh-huh. And then from Rumors, it got me my deal with Universal. And then you know, me and Chameleon got cool. And he was hot. He was on fire. Yeah. With the rock. And right when he was on fire, we got cool. And I, he came to my video in Fort Green. And I, re, and, and I remember it was some people that I grew up with that wanted to rob him. To this day, we don't speak. Really? To this day. Wait, because you blocked? You were like, nah, that's not happening? No. What's wrong with you, boy? Like, are you crazy? You here with me? You nuts? Are you nuts? Yeah. Like you can't. You, like, like that. That don't even make no sense. We go. I'm. I'm gonna personally bring him here, and then I'm gonna let you do that. Yeah. To this day, me and me and me and dude that we got into that that back and forth exchange of words because of that. I, because I got integrity, bro. Like that ain't. That's never gonna happen. And it, it didn't happen. So, you know, I, I just say that to say, like, for me, having integrity and having principle is, is important. And, it, and then when you have those things, then you stand for something, then you move a certain type of way. It helps you move a certain kind of way because there's certain shit I'm just not doing. It's just certain places. Well, where where did you, you get that from? Did right. somebody help instill that in you? Yeah. Like this yeah, is well, these are these are lessons that I'd see people talk about like yo my dad used to da 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 I never had a dad. Right. So yeah, I picked up I picked up my integrity from different places and and listening to the you know you know I was a 5%er music and then I met people like Funkmaster Flex and Chris Lighty. You know I picked up all these little tidbits. Where did you get it from? Cuz I see um, you give it to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um who was your Shaolin master? It was it was it was a number it was a number of people that I looked up to growing up. I, I felt like they possessed a certain flair about them. They 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 the way that they patterned themselves like they were real people persons. And on top of that, they 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 had code and you know and conversations told to me 
as a kid growing up was that you're supposed to always have a code. You should supposed you are supposed to always have integrity. You're yeah. supposed to live off of your principles. Um, that was that was told to me as a teenager, you know, in the street. And then as I went to as, as I went to prison, you learn that quick because you you have to learn how to live with a with a, with a, with a bunch of other niggas, mm-hmm. right? And you got to learn how to move. And part of part of learning how to move is is how to conduct yourself. You understand? And how to be humble. And how to be aggressive when you need to be. So when you need to be, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's no. It's 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 different when you when you have to live it in some kind of way. See, social media got it to where it's like you could just say anything, do anything, be who you're not, um, um, run your mouth, and then not have consequences. And then when the consequences do come down, it's like oh, it was only social media. Like I don't I don't I don't understand that. Be who you are, own who you are, be the person that you that you mm-hmm. say you are mm-hmm. all the time. You understand? Um, so that that that's it for me. But going back to to what you said, uh, as far as like how I got like that, it's 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 the, that's the foundation and the cornerstone of, of a man, though. Uh, yeah, I mean that that is some basic stuff that maybe some people just don't understand at all. Right. Do you do you ever have any moments when you first got to jail, and there were all these people around? Where you just like laid down at night and and almost freaked out on account of that? Like I just can't believe I'm stuck with. The, fucking all these people like i just want to be fucking alone in a bed with a girl like you know with it, that must have just been incredibly difficult many nights many nights many many nights many nights you know what's so strange about hey, how many how many nights you think many <laughs> okay many nights. Many. you know i repeat myself you know i'm old listen no, i was just i was wondering if it was many or if it was like many. it's like for me it was it was a lot of years ago like Many, many years, years ago, ago. many nights. Yeah, listen. You know it was strange when I <laughs> prison. Every time I, every time I, I went to sleep like in the daytime and took a nap, I always woke up dreaming of I was free. It, it oh. never felt like it never, it, it never, it never. Uh, it, it it felt crazy. It never, it never changed. Every time I went to sleep in the daytime, and and, and took a nap for about an hour or two, I always woke up. Oh, always woke up like, man, I can't believe I'm in here. It's times when it hits you like that. But not when you went to bed at night. The, the dreams always happen during naps for the most part. Yeah. For some reason, you, at night, you know, at night is, is when I would, you know, lay awake and, and think, you know, and, you know, sometimes at night you, you, you get emotional and you, you think about your life and think about where it's going. And the scary part about being being that young and being in prison is just not knowing where your life is going. That's scary for me is because you start to see people go home and then come right back. And you start to see, is this going to be my fate? Is this what I'm going to be for the rest of my life? Because one day I'm going to go home. And then what? Am I going to be right back here? Yeah. How old Am are you I, when you got there? Uh, 17. Wow. 17, man. Damn. Younger, younger than my son. My son just turned eighteen, and I and we had a, a a talk about me spending my birthdays his age while I was in prison. You know, and I had been getting in trouble way before that. So, you know, um, but it, but it, sometimes, and, I, and my saying is, sometimes you got to go through hell to get to heaven. You know, but like I said, you know, not knowing where your life is going to go is scary. Um, but we was able to. You know, get a hold of 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 ourselves and and, and and turn it turn the energy around. Nah, man, your your story, Mano. Honestly, not just saying this. I was thinking about it before you came on. 
it's special. Like, you have every bit of the makings of your, the, the first part of your story mm-hmm. to have ended with when you got out, former rapper killed and blah, 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 some terrible right. story. That ending was all set up for you. Right. You had to do everything to make sure that wasn't the ending. Right. Right. And now right. you're hanging out with your son who's 18 years old, 18 probably years old. doesn't even understand a bit about how you lived your life when you right. were his age. No, nah, no, nah, not at all. You know, those those endings are set up for us way before that. You know, they yeah. tell us growing up, we ain't going to make it to 18, and then we ain't going to make it to 21. So making it to 30 is, is, a, is a, was unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable, you know. And we won't and, mention we won't mention that you know forties out there looming for you, whatever. But <laughs> you know, um, the, the, making it to these to these places, those are milestones. Those are those are you know coming because you you see so much, right? You see you see friends, you, you hear stories. We like you don't even have to be from the hood just to to be affected by the trauma that you see. You know what I mean? Like. In my neighborhood, a, a one-year-old kid got killed behind a shooting this this past summer. Like, come on, like you don't have to be from the hood to be affected by that. No, no, anyone can. Man, but I, I, here's what I like about Mano. Uh, he has a project out right now yeah. called Die a Legend. Legend. Yeah, and we want him to get to legend status before he dies. I want him to die at 103 years old. That's what it's about, though. It's not about dying. And and people say, why you, why you, you know, with all the stuff that's going on, why you, why you named it that? It's because I was inspired by everything that's happened because yeah. we, we here for a certain amount of time. And then once, once, once we're not here, you know, we should, we should have lived so, so hard. We should have done so much that we, that we, we literally, you know, die legend you understand so it's about actually living and doing more like if if god forbid something happened to me today i feel like i haven't done enough you know what i mean so i need to i need to spend my time you know doing more inspiring more you know what i mean and let my actions be motivation for others you understand so so that we leave something because if my legacy is only that i'm a uh, i was a real nigga then i hadn't done enough yeah but here's, it's funny you say that, that you need to do more because me and Mano are working on a secret project. You'll know about it yeah. soon, Peter. Yeah, and really? I, yes. And I went to Mano's house, and in his kitchen where he is right now, he got the whole podcast set up. This right. guy's not letting COVID ruin his life. He got a whole podcast set up in the kitchen. He got mm-hmm. girls coming through cooking meals for the podcast. We have none of that. We have no girls cooking us snacks or bringing us Taco Bell or nothing. Then you go down to his basement, and he got his little studio set up mm-hmm. where he said to me, Sife, I engineer myself. I'm not waiting. If people can't come out because of COVID or whatever, I'm not waiting. He got someone to teach him how to record, and he, and he records himself. Like, yeah. there's no excuses, bro. There's no excuses. No excuses. Hey, uh, Mano, we love you, man. Thanks for jumping man, on I with us. I love y'all, man. Y'all already know, man. It's all good. All right, yeah. we'll talk to you soon. Die Legends out right now. Peace, bud. Peace. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody's favorite, Mano. Wait, hold on. Make sure he left. You know, you in Zoom, you got to press leave the meeting. No, he's gone. He Why? might still be listening to us. But were you going to say something bad about him? No, but you never know. He might take something the wrong way. <laughs> we just said he's a great guy. Right. He's he a, great a great guy. guy. He is a great guy. I, love, I, I actually really love Mano. Me and him.
been talking a lot lately, man. And hey, you said there's a secret project. Secret project. Mano had an idea for a show, a very funny show, and me and my boy wrote it, and we shot it and everything. It's hilarious. Yo, man, that episode we did of This Is Hot ninety seven with Mano is pretty good. Son, so good. He's so good. When he uh, that that when when that whole, that whole part when he goes, yeah, we're gonna come over and watch wrestling, and I'm like, oh yeah, and he's like, just me, you, my boy, and your wife. <laughs> His, his humor every time he'd be like, and your wife was yeah. always so funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's naturally really good. Great guy, man. And I'm what? happy for him. I'm happy he got a project out. I'm happy he's alive talking someone, an OG to talk to these young dudes to try to stay safe out there, man. It's, it's fucked up what's happening. Now, real quick, before we put a bow on this episode, uh-huh. hey, Billy June, have you set up the Patreon yet? Like, is there a way that people, if they need more already... Yeah. can pay and get more is that set up or not it's not yet because i because i thought that we should discuss what we were gonna do for the patreon before we set it up but somebody might even there might be a one up hardcore fan that just wants to throw us a couple you of, already have one set up no i don't I, they do might want to throw us a couple dollars billy they might want to throw us a couple dollars yeah billy june i think we got to set this up because we already have stuff to put in the stash we do so, but I don't. Where? What happened to the old one? I have to go look at it. But what's it even connected to? I mean, I thought the reason I like this this new iteration of one at Billy June is because you started everything from scratch. Yeah, that's I a, agree. So, that's so. Start the Patreon as one app is dead. From yeah, one app is dead. You think there are people still giving us money? I, if I look, I feel bad who for whoever forgotten is still giving us a couple of shekels every <laughs> yo, month. Yo, and if there's bread in there, you better split it. Yeah, I will. I'll see. I got to see if I can log in even. But Billy June, set up a new one right now, and I, I feel comfortable in saying that if you set it up as one ep is dead, it will be the only one ep is dead on Patreon. All right. All right. So by the time people hear this, they can go to the Patreon. Hopefully, yeah. And 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 find some other little things. We're, we're gonna give bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll chuck in an old episode every chuck once in, in a while. Chuck in some old stuff and and some actual like different kind of content. Right. I have an idea. Dick pics. I want. We're gonna drop dick pics. I'm actually right. gonna start another podcast that I might just do on the Patreon. I'm gonna really. St- I'm actually gonna start the Wanep present. I should probably talk to you about this off yeah. air. Yeah, sure. Probably. I'm actually gonna thinking? start the Wanep presents Wan Volume. Ooh, and what's on that? Wan Volume, I think, is the Wanep geared more into my comedy life. Ooh, Juan Volume. Juan Volume. And, and anytime you want to be on Juan Volume, you Yeah, can I jump in and co-host anytime I want? Anytime, bro. But it's just a, a Juan has to do some stuff of his part of his new life. I love that. Juan Volume, baby. All right, so so go check out our Patreon. We uh follow us on all the socials. And uh that's it. We'll catch you next time, right? Billy. Yes. Can you help produce Juan Volume as in do everything? Sure. Let me come up with a good outro song. We got to end okay, with like yeah, a Yeah, let's song. leave. A, thank yeah, you, guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Many years ago. Many. How about many, this? How about this? Many years ago. Many. Many. <laughs> Show me that smile again. Ooh. Ooh. This is definitely a bootleg cover. Yeah, it definitely is. That's not them. It's fine. It's fine. And right, you know bye. what? You know what? We are a bootleg cover. <laughs>
Wanab is dead. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.